Hallelujah. You know, once, once, you know, when God begins to show you something, when God begins to open your understanding to things, it forces you to make a decision. It forces you. That's what revelation does. You either receive it and begin to walk in it and pursue it, or you reject it and say, nope, not going there. You will either do one of the other. And, and when the Lord began to show just show to me just how deep iniquity runs within us as human beings, it just, it, it, and the Lord begins to show it and reveal it. I either have to make up my mind I'm going to do everything in my, I say in my power, within the power of the Holy Ghost through his help to eradicate iniquity every day because to God, iniquity is iniquity. It doesn't matter if it's on the totem pole, of, at the top of the totem pole of sins that we declare as the worst ones or just God wanted me to stop and talk to somebody, but I decided not to. Iniquity is iniquity. It's iniquitous. It's iniquitous. Matthew 25. Let me get it here. Matthew 25, 14. Did you get my email, sister? Um, is this all right tonight? Are y'all bored? and 14 Matthew 25 and 14 for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods and unto one he gave five talents to another two and to another one to every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents and likewise, he, had received, he that had received two, he also gained other two. Well, I got 10% left. I'll be done in 10%. But he, but he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee, that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown 
and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at, the, at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him thou hath not, but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I want to talk tonight for a few moments and I, uh, I won't hold you too terribly long. About the three dimensions of burden. And it's not just a burden, but really three dimensions. I guess you could say it's three dimensions of growth. The first dimension of, of, of burden, or let me say of growth, let me start there. When, we, when you came to an altar of repentance, you got the Holy Ghost, you got baptized in Jesus' name. Somewhere in the teaching or preaching that got you to that altar was the truth that if I'm not saved, I'm going to go to hell. Okay? Now, it's the love of God that draws us, but the reality is, is there is a devil's hell that was not intended for us. It was intended for the devil and his angels, but... Sin, all of sin is going to wind up in hell. So that fact, the knowledge of that fact is what helps make a decision, make, helps people make a decision in their life. It's not the only piece of the puzzle, but it is definitely the, a, a, a truth, part of the truth that helps us, it helps motivate us a little bit. It, it does not sustain us, but it is part of the motivating factor that gets my attention about the reality of eternity. The reality of eternity is what helps motivate me to get my life right. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. When this life is over, I want to be right with God because eternity, there's no end to eternity. And I don't want to spend eternity in the wrong place. This is the first dimension of growth. If, I, if I'm going to grow in God, if I'm going to be transformed, this is going to be my, the first part of my motivation. It will not sustain me all of my life, but it is part of, of the motivation that gets me to where I need to be. The second uh, uh, dimension of growth is because I want to grow. It's no longer just that I'm going to be lost if I don't, but I want to. 
The third dimension of growth is that the love of Jesus Christ compels me. So this is by no, it, it, this is not an exhaustive approach to this. This is just three dimensions. You can, you can put it into these three. Number one, because I'll be lost if I don't. Number two, because I want to. Number three, because the love of Christ c- compels me. There must be a graduation from one dimension to the next. I must graduate from living in under the fear of I'm going to go to hell to the fact that I want to grow and I want to be with Jesus in heaven. I can't just live my spiritual life scared of going to hell. I, I won't produce anything that way. It is, it is, it is a motivating factor for sure. It's, 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 it's the reality that anybody that has a Holy Ghost, it's in the back of our mind, at least probably a lot of the time, is I don't want to be lost. I want to be saved. But that is not what drives me. That is not what, what gets me to a place of growing in my relationship with God. It is not fear of hell that causes me to commit to the next level. It get me to an altar. It calls me to, to sober up in my mind. And realize that this is serious. But I must graduate beyond living just scared of the flames of hell and eternal torment. There is a place where I grow beyond that. This is, this is uh, uh, the second dimension is because I want to grow. But then the third dimension of growth is because the love of Jesus Christ is absolutely compelling me. There, there has to be a graduation beyond me having the Holy Ghost and then a place where the Holy Ghost has me. A lot of people have the Holy Ghost. Few people follow the leading of the Spirit and are owned and controlled by the Spirit of God. But I will never get there if I live my life just checking off my list to make sure that my, my list isn't dirtied up. And, I, and, I've, and I've repented because I, want, I don't want to go to hell. You cannot live in that dimension that was not designed for you to exist there. There's got to be the formation of relationship of what you want to do. So this is, this is, and this is kind of ties into what I was talking about a few minutes ago as far as iniquity. It, it, is, it is at every level. When I, when I come to God, I, I begin to relinquish my iniquity and he gives me the Holy Ghost. I repent of my sin. I say, Lord, I, I've got to have the name of Jesus on my life. I've got to have my sins remitted. I don't want that there. It only ends bad if I've got sin in my life. Well, from there, then I enter into a place of relationship with God. And so then again starts a whole new process of alleviating and getting rid of every bit of iniquity in my life. Because then as a child of God, he has invested something in me. He's given me the Holy Ghost. It's what we just talked about. He, the, the, the parable of the talents, the five, the five talents, the two talents, and the one talent. He gave them. He invested into them and expected them to do something with it. Now, they, they had to be at such a place that he trusted them with it. So they had come to a point uh, in their own personal life to where the master... The Lord trusted them with the talents that he was going to give them. 
So whatever it is that they did that gained his trust, they did it. They had separated themselves from, I don't know, frivolous living and had gained the trust of the Lord. And as, as a result of, of gaining the trust of the master, he gives them talents and goes away. He says, I'm not going to be looking over your shoulder. I'm not going to be policing you. I'm not going to be checking in on you. But there's one day I'm going to be back. And when I come back, there needs to be a return on my investment. So beyond the three dimensions of growth, there are also three dimensions of burden. If I have the Holy Ghost, I should also have a burden for lost people. And there are three dimensions of burden. And it starts all over again now that I have the Holy Ghost. I, I must have a burden. You know why? Number one, the first dimension, because if I don't have a burden, I'll be lost. It is impossible according to God, to have the investment of the Holy Ghost, to have the love of Jesus Christ within me and not be burdened for somebody. For, for the lack of salvation in somebody's life not to bother me to the point of movement. If I don't have a burden, I'll be lost if I don't. The second dimension of burden is because of compassion. I am driven of that burden and I am led by that burden because I've gone past the dimension of I've got to have one or I'll be lost if I don't. you got to understand that so when we come to God, it's not a, I, I've got my ticket to heaven and I can sit on my couch and eat popcorn until he comes. Because I got my free ticket in my hand. This is, there, there's a progression of relationship that God is trying to bring us into something so much greater than just being saved. If I don't have a burden for the lost, I'm going to be lost. I'm going to say that again, church. If we don't have a burden for the lost, I myself will be lost. And that's the hard reality that, man, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong right now. This is the reality that the church has got to face. That if I receive the Holy Ghost but reject the burden of the Lord for the lost, I have just put myself in the lost category all over again. I've got to receive the burden from the, for the lost from the Lord. I've got to receive that burden. But it doesn't stay there. You, you can't have any type of evangelistic efforts in any way, shape, or form simply because you're going to be lost if you don't. That's a miserable place to do any type of evangelism. That's a miserable place to exist praying for somebody and reaching towards somebody and being a willing vessel in whatever way, shape, or form, whether it's teaching a Bible, study, inviting somebody to church, praying for them at Walmart, whatever it is. I don't care how it is that you reach to people. You cannot live in the first dimension of burden and be effective. You can't do it. You've got to move from there to the place where the compassion of the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you. 
And the second dimension of compassion, the second dimension of burden is what you operate for. for no longer, you're no longer scared about going to hell because you didn't obey the voice of God, but you look at people just the same way that Jesus did after he was tired and he wanted to get away. He looked at the, at the multitudes and he had compassion upon them. See, Jesus existed in all three areas of, in each dimension of burden. The first dimension was that we would be lost if he didn't. We see it time and time again that Jesus ministered because of compassion. He looked upon them with compassion as, as, as sheep not having a shepherd. And God wants to, first of all, give us a burden for the lost. And, and he helps us understand from the parable of the talents, if I don't do anything with what he gave me, it's outer darkness. It's being lost forever. If I sit on the talent that he gave me and I bury it. This is what tells us that if I, if I don't do anything with the burden that he gave me, if I don't do anything with the Holy Ghost, with the power of the Spirit of God that he gave me, I'll be lost. Secondly, I graduate from beyond just being fearful and afraid of what somebody's going to think of me, so I'll do it anyway because I don't want to go to hell. Okay, that may be the first step. But as you give yourself to it, then something will come upon you to where you graduate from the first dimension to the second dimension. That is operating in the compassion of Jesus Christ, where you look at somebody's situation and your heart begins to bleed for them because there's true, genuine, not, not made up, not made up, not a facade, not going through the motions just because I want to act spiritual, but a true, a true compassion for somebody that you take them to a prayer room and the tears flow down your face because of the compassion of the Holy Ghost that is flowing through you this is this is what God wants to take you to to where his spirit begins to flow through you in a way that it never has before the third dimension of burden is that the love of Jesus Christ compels you the first dimension is because I will be lost if I don't the second re, the second dimension is because of his compassion the third dimension is the love of Christ absolutely compels me. If you will activate what God has given you in the first dimension, it won't take long till it automatically and organically graduates to the second dimension. It doesn't take long at all. It doesn't take long at all. It just takes one encounter where the Holy Ghost settles upon you. And the Lord begins to use you to minister to somebody. And however that is, being a conduit of the Holy Ghost. And to where compassion gets a hold of my spirit. I possess the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost wants to possess you and I. We talk about, it's said a lot in Christian circles, somebody being demon-possessed. Well, hear me. God wants us to be Holy Ghost-possessed. 
It's got to go from a place of obsession to possession. It's one thing to be excited about the things of God. And we must be. But there is a place beyond even excitement to where I'm just not obsessed with the work of God. I am possessed by the work of God. It owns me. It owns me. It owns me. He owns me. It, and, and it's no longer about, you know, it, it's graduating beyond just the, the frivolity of, oh, can I do this and not do that and go to heaven and all that silly stuff that exists that's on the level, uh, on the ground level. But when eagles begin to soar into the realm of the spirit, you see, there are so many people that live their Christian lives like a flightless bird. Chickens pecking off the ground. Got wings. But they're constantly doing this. Here. The Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. There's a place where the work of God isn't a drudgery because I'm not doing it with the motivation of I don't want to go to hell. That's where it's miserable. That's, that's where people come to and they know they're supposed to do it, but it just, all it does is puts knot, knots in their stomach and we do everything we can to avoid it. Let me get back to my life because it bothers me too much. Well, you've got to graduate beyond I'll go to hell if I don't to the place where the compassion of the Lord drives you to do it. And then beyond that to where the love of Jesus Christ compels me. It compels me. This is a mighty army in this room tonight. You are powerful in the Holy Ghost. You make a difference when you walk in the room. Demonic spirits know who you are when you walk in the room. Oh yes, demonic spirits know exactly who you are when you walk in the room, wherever you're at. And they have to recognize you. You are powerful in the Holy Ghost. But it's, it's not... It's not just the power that's going to operate through us in this last day. It's going to be compassion. It's going to be being led of the Spirit of God. And because I have allowed myself, I've allowed the Lord to alleviate and take every bit of iniquity out of my life, I'll follow the leading of the Holy Ghost here, and I'll follow the leading of the Holy Ghost there. And when the Lord speaks to me in a still small voice to talk to that person, to minister to them, to reach to them, my iniquity, I have, I have challenged, and I have, I, have, I have challenged my iniquity so much that even the smallest of things God doesn't have to fuss with me about. Because his love compels me. Praise God. Let's stand tonight. This is a last day church. That is going to stand in the evil day. Crowds aren't going to stand. Churches are going to stand. The crowds will go just as quick as they came. But the church is going to be triumphant in the very last day. But God is transitioning the church right now. There's much that is happening. 
around the world and in, in the church. Hear me tonight. We are going to have to be spirit-led like we never have been before. We're going to have to be spirit-led like we've never had to be before. I just saw an article recently, and I, and I tried to stay away from the news. I, I, don't even, I deleted all news things off of my phone, all whatever, the major networks, whatever. But I saw a little thing that somebody's trying to make. That somebody was attacking the Catholic Church, trying to call them uh, radical extremists, Catholics. Some bill, some, I think it's some politician, some bill somewhere. They're trying to, something like that. I, I didn't read all of it. Oh, the day is coming. The day is coming. Where anybody that speaks against and preaches against sin is going to be labeled a bigot. They're going to name call everything. They're going to outlaw everything they can outlaw. We're going to have to be led. We're going to have to know to hear the voice of God. You cannot do that while, while doing what God has told us to do just because I'm scared of going to hell. You can't do it in that dimension. You've got to move beyond that dimension of, of doing the work of God just because I, I don't want to be lost. That may be my motivating factor to help me. But I've got to graduate beyond that to where his compassion flows through me. And to where the love of Christ just absolutely compels me every day in my burden for the lost. That old spirit of apathy will rob us of a burden for the lost. That old spirit of apathy will just creep in and erode our way of thinking to where we're not. Uh -uh. I'm going to tell you the truth of it is, is those of us that are saved, that have received the Holy Ghost, been baptized in Jesus' name, I must have a burden for the lost. It's not good enough to be saved. It's not good enough just to be born again. That gets me into the kingdom. And he invested something in me. He's given you something. And if I don't take what he has given me, and I do not, and I do not give him a return on his investment, the only end for the one talent man was, and notice when it came time for him to give account, he did what human beings do. He started blaming. He started finding excuses. Before he said, I, I buried it. At one time, he was worth the investment in the eyes of the master. But it was all said and done. He had just buried his talent. For fear. Buried it. Let's come around the front tonight. God has invested something within us. I've got to get in the harvest. I've got to get my own burden. God, you know God will give you a burden, your own burden, your own real burden for the lost. If God gave you the Holy Ghost, he will give you your own burden for the lost. He will give you your own burden for a ministry. And he will give you a ministry. But you have got to receive the burden of the Lord and say, God, I'll walk in it. 
I'll be in the harvest. I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be your hands and your feet. I will receive what you want to give me. Let's lift up our hands tonight to the Lord and love him together. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we don't want to bury our talent in the earth. But, Lord, we want to give you a return on investment. Lord, I loose the burden of the Holy Ghost upon every individual here tonight. I loose the burden of the Lord upon us tonight that won't let us that won't let us just go about our day. Lord, that won't let us sleep sometimes in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help us to move past the first dimension of birth and into the second dimension of burden and move beyond the second dimension into the third dimension to where the love of Jesus Christ compels me to do your work to where the love of Jesus Christ compels me to win the lost and to minister to lost people in the name of Jesus Christ Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Every single one of us here tonight fall into one of these categories. Every single one of us. Why I do what I do. The good news is tonight is God wants to advance you. He wants to advance you beyond where you are right now. To where his will absolutely leads me and possesses me and guides me. And I'm not, it's no longer just because I'm trying to escape. I'm trying to escape hell. That's a miserable place to live, trying to live for God. And that's a miserable place to do any type of ministry just because I don't want to be lost. But the Lord, he'll help motivate us. But he wants to move you beyond that. This is a church that has the power and the ability through the help of the Holy Ghost to see so many souls come to God. Hallelujah. Whatever prayer list you've got, I hope you still have your prayer list that we gave out a, a couple of months ago, whenever it was, and you've got names that you're praying for. You have no idea who God is moving on right now, what scenario he's setting up, but I got to get a burden for that list. I got to get a burden for those names. I've got to let the Lord disturb me and disturb my peace because somebody's going to hell. Somebody's lost and on their way to hell, and it matters to me. It matters to me. Their salvation matters to me. I've got to get a hold of the burden of God. I've got to get a hold of the burden of the Lord. Let's lift our hands one more time tonight to the Lord. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice right now. Let's call out to him in the name of Jesus. Lord, we've got to have a burden for the lost like we never have. We've got to have a burden for Springfield like we've never had before in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want a burden for lost people like I've never had before. Lord, I want the compassion of God to flow through me like it never has before. 
I want the love of Jesus Christ to compel me. Would you pray in the Holy Ghost right now in this place? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Grab somebody by the hand right now. Let's pray together. Put your hand on the shoulder, whatever's appropriate. But as a body of Christ, as a congregation right now, Lord, we receive the burden of the Lord. We receive the burden of the Lord. God, we're going to get in the harvest. Lord, I'm concerned and I care that people are going to hell. I'm concerned and I care that people are lost, that I've got friends that are lost, that I've got co-workers that are lost. In the name of Jesus, God, I care, I care, I care, I care, I care. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I want to take what you've given me and I want to bring you a return on your investment. Hallelujah. 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 Here's the promise of the word of God. is if we will utilize the Holy Ghost, there will be a return on the investment. If you try to utilize your talent, not going to get nothing. But if I utilize what he gave me, that, what that means is if I, if I go in the power of the Holy Ghost, there will be results. There will be results if I go in the power of the Spirit of Almighty God. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is going to go with us. Let's lift our hands to the Lord and love him right now one more time. Lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Let's praise him together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you tonight. You can be dismissed in Jesus.